You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here's the thing. I always say no job is too small or no job is too big. I will get down and if the if the floor needs cleaned, I'll get on my hands and knees and clean the floor. That That's the truth of it. And I don't even like to look at it. You know, some of the jobs that I've done that I'm most proud of aren't my Broadway shows. I'm very passionate. I'm very proud of my Broadway shows. But that's the other part I think to say is what's most important to me is to create. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Built for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. If you haven't tried a free trial yet, go to the website builtforthestage.com and we'll be on our way with seven days of working with your own Broadway fitness coach. Fitness is important in the world of theater and we'd love to help you out in any way that, uh, that you need. So reach out and we'd be happy to work with you. Special thanks to our producing team, the Broadway Podcast Network. You can check them out at bpn.fm. All right. Special guest for you. Exciting guest for you. As always, uh, the last thing that I got to see from from some of his work was uh, his associate choreography from Kiss Me Kate. Um, There's actually a raving review from my wife who has seen a good bit of Broadway shows and she said it was the best dancing she ever saw in a uh, Broadway musical. So uh, you heard it here first, folks. Um, he's also His work has also been seen as a assistant choreographer in Hello, Dolly, uh, She Loves Me, um, After Midnight, and then there's a slew of, of other things. Like this, this, uh, this guy's extremely talented, and we're fortunate to uh, get to talk to him today. He also is the founder of a new theater organization called Fosters, and we're going to be getting into all things Fosters, uh, so we're excited to chat about that. Bill for the Stage is actually um, the uh, sponsor for Cultivating Curiosity that's coming up that we'll be chatting about. So please welcome to the podcast, Jason A. Sparks. Hi, Jason. Hi, Joe. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for uh, joining us on this Thursday morning. Um, excited to get the uh, the opportunity to have the listeners get to know you and just uh, chat about Fosters and Broadway and all the stuff. 
Well, I just have um, been a huge so, fan of the podcast. I just want to give a shout out to you for, for years and years and years. And, and the, the <laughs> wide diversity of people that you've talked to over the years. And I've, I've appreciated all of the work. So I, I'm kind of fanning out even being here. So thanks, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, get out of town. I'm <laughs> blushing. Uh, so you're a graduate of Penn State. And we just were talking before the podcast that you do some work with Penn State and you also do some work. You just did some at Carnegie Mellon where you uh, put on the production of Hair. And uh, I wanted to just chat real briefly about it because I think everyone's curious as to like, oh, well, how are they uh, maneuvering around the pandemic during this time? And how are they? And, you know, I think everyone is doing their best, but also it's like uh, it's different for each, you know. So how can you tell us a little bit about that process and just how it went? Yeah, you know, I, I really love working with college students. Um, and so I was really lucky to have the opportunity to direct and choreograph hair at Carnegie Mellon that I just university that I just came back from. And it was fascinating. You know, we talked a lot about how do you create theater during a pandemic? And uh, it was changing constantly. Uh, the rules were changing constantly. We had a, a, like a COVID czar attached to the product project to make sure that we were doing everything um, under safety guidelines. And those guidelines were changing as numbers were changing. So it was, we were constantly having to adjust, I think, and I could, I, no lie, I think I had 17 different versions of the show that we were like, were working through until we landed on the final one. Um, which um, we did a hair that we filmed on set uh, w- on the stage of the Chopsky Theater at, at Carnegie Mellon University, um, where everybody was at least six feet apart and masked. It was very difficult, um, but we created something. And I think that was uh, the biggest thing that I took away from that entire experience was just to continue creating, no matter what, no matter what the um, uh, w- the roadblocks that you're up against, to 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 accept those roadblocks and um, work around them and, and still create. So uh, that's how, that's how we figured it out at Carnegie Mellon. Yeah. I love that. I think that's been kind of the mantra of this pandemic is just however you can continue to create, continue to create. So, um, all right. I'm glad that went well. And wow. To have that many different variations of the show, I'm sure every day was, a special one. <laughs> you know, you learn how to just say yes. You're like, yes, and, all right? That's like, you kind yeah. of, because if you don't, then then you're just going to be stuck. So uh, it was really a really good reminder and lesson in that. Sure. Uh, it, yeah, it's also, it was probably also good for the students because in the future, when things are a little bit easier, I'll say, they'll look back at that experience and say, oh, th- well, this current experience is nothing because when I did this production of Hair, wow, you should have seen what we had to go through. Well, and I, you know, we ended up recording it and I have a feeling that video is not going anywhere either. So we're learning kind of these new ways of doing stuff too that I think certain ways are going to bring, bring with us into the future. Um, but I, I'm excited to do a full theater production coming soon though, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my intention wasn't to go in this route, but I also am very excited about how the pandemic has kind of uh, pushed us past that, not fear of video, but just the vast opportunities that it could provide to the theater industry in the, in the future. Um, 
But I, yeah. I agree 100%. I think that, you know, theater has been around for thousands and thousands of years. I'm not worried about theater. It's going to be here for thousands and thousands of years more. Um, I'm excited about opportunities that we've learned of how to continue to create that we can take with us into the future. Yeah. So as I joked about segueing into um, Kiss Me Kate during the, the intro there about my wife's raving review, uh, I, I equally give it a raving review. We left the theater just um, smiling ear to ear and just had a, a wonderful night of, of theater. Um, I was interested being a fitness uh, coach over here. How too darn hot looked in day one compared to opening night? Because watching, you know, that's probably one of the most physically demanding numbers that, you know, I've seen to date in a long time. And I could just imagine day one to opening. Can you just tell us a little bit about the process of mounting that number and and, uh, getting it ready for performance? Yeah, if anybody who had seen the number knows that that the end of the number, uh, what happens is the entire company collapses on stage, and a lot of times that was not that. I mean, it was choreographed, but that was that was real life. That was like they've given all that they can give, and it truly just collapsed. Um, you know, I have had the honor and pleasure of of working with Warren Carlyle, who choreographed um, Kiss Me Kate for almost ten years now, um, and his process is always such a joy to be a part of because it's so collaborative. Um, and, and that number was built um, on these dancers uh, specifically. Um, and we had such a blast doing it, but uh, I'll never forget the, I think we start. I'm, I'm almost positive we started the first day of rehearsal rehearsing this number because we knew it would take that much buildup. And just the, the dancers' faces uh, at the end of day one and then seeing them, hobble in on day two <laughs> um, uh, just because it, it was a very physically demanding number. But I think what Warren has done so well and what he continues to do so well is his choreography is so dynamic that those dancers wanted to do it every day. They weren't dreading doing it. Um, and I, I think that came across in, in the performance as well. There's so much joy in that dance and that's what keeps people going through all of it. Um, but it's hard. It was really, really hard. And I can tell you, um, it took a lot of um, PT and a lot of people figuring out how to, how to do this and how to work through it. And um, um, yeah, but it was a journey from day one to the end, for sure. Yeah. I wanted to bring it up as well, just to kind of use it as a way to assure performers that are going to be returning to performance after this long road that even in the midst of being, uh, you know, not in the shutdown as far as when Kiss Me Kate was uh, going on, these performers, quote unquote, were in the everyday hustle and bustle of auditioning or performing. And yet they still walked in on day one and maybe got their butts handed to them a bit. But rest assured, you know, the y'all as the artistic uh, staff and just their peers amongst them knew that it was going to be a process. And I think, and I want to bring this message out to the performers now that it's going to be no different. You know, you're, you're going to enter into that day one, you're going to look around the room, everyone's going to be in the same boat and it's going to take some time. I agreed 100%. And I think that's 
also true of the creative team. We haven't been in a room, you know, in, in a year, year as well. So it's that, that, that I know there's going to be some grace in figuring that out as well. But, but, oh yeah, it, I can't speak for every single room, but every room that I've been in personally, there's a huge amount of grace and understanding and, and, um, compassion and building up to that. Like we did not expect an opening night performance on day one of uh, a rehearsal kiss me Kate. We expected it on opening night, but it, we knew that it, there was going to be time it took and, to, to get it to that place. And I, I completely agree with you, Joe. I think that um, th- that was going to exist absolutely again. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, segue into a work that you'll be doing starting in February, the revi- revival, correct, of Take Me Out? Yeah. You'll be associate directing the piece, and it was slated to open April 2021 before the world ended. But now <laughs> here we are with the rehearsals uh, being slated to start in February. Tell us a little bit about the piece if people are unfamiliar um, and just, yeah, what you're looking forward to that. And it's a play, correct? Yeah, it's a play. It's my, it will be, I've been directing um, a lot. Uh, of my own work. Um, uh, this will be my first directing credit on Broadway, which I'm very excited about working with the incredible um, 10 time Tony nominated Scott Ellis is directing the project who is, in, who is also the director of Kiss Me Kate. Um, uh, he's remarkable. The play is incredible. Um, you know, it won the Tony award uh, whenever it first premiered. Um, uh, our cast is remarkable. We have Jesse Williams, who is leading the the production. You might know him from Grey's Anatomy. And this will be his Broadway debut. Incredible, incredible actor. Um, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, um, who is remarkable. Uh, so funny. Uh, the, the piece is um, about a uh, biracial man coming out in baseball. Um, and it's very incredibly relevant today as, as whenever it first, um, came out um, and, and uh, second stage and Scott and I and everybody are taking um, a new look at it and, and I'm thrilled to be able to bring it to audiences uh, it, 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 it tackles some serious subject matter um, but then also has incredibly funny has levity it, it's, um, it's a remarkable play and I'm excited to, to, to be able to bring it to audiences again okay I'll be there. I'll be in the seats. I'm ready. Great. Great. <laughs> uh, hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. 
No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. <laughs> okay, so I'm seeing a uh, a running theme here. And for those that are listening, you know, whether they're seasoned vets, whether they're uh, college students of ours that might be listening, the theme that I'm seeing is that uh, you brought up Scott, you brought up Warren. I look at uh, your resume. You... You um, have, for lack of a better term, you've stuck around with these people. um, And what I'm trying to get at is how? What is it about you? Please, I I take you to be a very humble person, but please speak uh, honestly and don't fear being a bit, uh, I guess, braggadocious or just honest. Uh, It's important to know out there that Yes, talent is important, but there's something else that you need to provide in this business to be uh, consistent. And it's hard. You know, you see people, maybe they have a splash in the pond and then they're gone. So what is it, uh, uh, what has it been about your career that has led you to this consistency? You know, I think that there it, it's a combination of, of many things. Um, I think timing is one of them. Um, but here's the truth is it, it, it's just a, a lot of hard work. I never considered it hard work in a way. I, I've always gone to be, to say, be the first person in the room and the last one to leave. And I, I've kind of lived by that a, a lot, um, uh, in my career. Um, I've also been lucky enough to, you mentioned Warren and Scott and, uh, so many other people that I have just clicked with and artistically and on a human level as well. Um, I think that's the other part. I, I spend when I'm working with these people, 60 hours a week with them, like understanding that you, you've got to be a cool person too. And I, I don't mean that to say, don't be authentically not yourself, but you have to show up and be a human and you got to find humor and you got to, you got to find connection in that way. Um, uh, I really connect with the people that I work with. Um, and I feel lucky in order to do that. Um, it's not, it is a job. Don't get me wrong. Uh, it is a job, but it's more than that. It's because it's my passion, because it's something that I really um, can't live without. Um, it becomes my life in that way too. So these people become my family and I treat them like family. They, they are, they are, yes, my bosses and my coworkers and my colleagues, but they're also my theater family. And I take that very seriously in, in giving them the time and respect yeah. that they deserve. Yeah, we've talked about this theme a few times, probably more than a few now that we've racked up uh, the amount of episodes we have. But you can't just be talented, but you also have to be uh, enjoyable in some way, you know, because you have to consider that the people that are casting you are also considering I'm going to spend every day with this person for the next, you know, few months or so. And then also once the show gets up and running, I'm going to have to trust that this person amongst the cast will be, you know, good vibes and, and, and good people. So that's something that, you know, you can't forget. Yeah. I think that that goes a long way. I can tell you uh, out of the, I I always say I've done four and a half Broadway shows because I don't (laughs) take me out as will be my fifth. So we were halfway through it. Um, But there are many people I've done multiple shows with in there because we know they're cool people. We want to be around them. Um, we take care of them and they take care of us in that way too. Um, so that, that's a huge important talent. So important, but also understanding compassion, empathy, um, 
also almost equally important. Yeah. Okay. I want to rewind and, and not a tough question, but just maybe something you can highlight for us because you had mentioned that, you know, this is your passion. It is work, but it's something that you love to do. And people that are listening, <clears throat> excuse me, might have this uh, thought of it is my passion, something that I love to do as well, but I don't have four and a half Broadway credits or it's just not happening for me. And something that I like to bring up to my clients is that like you can't just have passion or you can't just like the idea of, you know, becoming something or getting these credits or what what have you. You have to put in the work, as you said. Could you highlight a moment in your career where like you went above and beyond to sacrifice and and get something done, quote unquote, that took more than you just saying, oh, I'm passionate about this, you know, when you really had to dig your feet in the sand? Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I always say no job is too small or no job is too big. I will get down and if the if the floor needs cleaned, I'll get on my hands and knees and clean the floor. That That's the truth of it. And I don't even like to look at it. You know, some of the jobs that I've done that I'm most proud of aren't my Broadway shows. I'm very passionate. I'm very proud of my Broadway shows. But that's the other part I think to say is what's most important to me is to create and to um, uh, create genuinely, create... Um, uh, yeah, it does not have to be Broadway. That's my biggest thing. You know, Broadway's mm -hmm. great. I love Broadway. It was my dream to work on Broadway. I'm so grateful for Broadway. There's a lot of other other things out there other than Broadway. Um, but I think that not to let yourself also to be defined by so many roles. You know, I have, while I've had the uh, title of maybe associate choreographer, I would be helping the director. I'd be helping the music director. I would be helping the stage manager. I'd be helping whatever, like whatever I could in order to better the show. I wouldn't limit myself. I would, I think that's the other thing that I would all, and I to say to other actors in specific is don't limit yourself in just saying, I'm just an actor. I mean, the, the, I think putting in the work in any other way is going to help you as an artist overall um get down and clean the floors that's what i always say get down and clean the floors and then go choreograph a broadway show like it's you got to have both yeah. you got to you got to do both <laughs> yeah all right awesome you're what i call someone that's solid if i'm talking to people on my team and we're we're trying to make decisions or whatever it, it would be jason solid and solid just means like he's got he's got the package that you want for sure I'll take it. Um, so I'll take uh, okay, it. <laughs> everyone listening, I hope you uh, go to school on that and are are taking notes. All right, let's transition into uh, Fosters. Really excited to have uh, heard about it as I got to know you, and I just want you to be able to tell the listeners first how it got started, what it's all about, and then we can jump into uh, cultivating curiosity that's coming up. Yeah, well, first of all, I'm so grateful and I'm so excited about our partnership with Built for the Stage and Fosters. Uh, totally align in kind of our thought patterns and, and whatnot. Um, and, and kind of give a quick little um, uh, debrief of what Fosters is. Uh, so we're a new nonprofit that I started uh, August of last year. Uh, I always had this dream of starting this nonprofit to support new work and to support artists. 
I thought it was longer down the road. Then the pandemic happened and I said, well, no better time than, than right now. Let's get moving on it. Um, and what we're here to do is change how theater is made. Um, I, was, I have had the, the great privilege to work on many new works, many new workshops, readings, all of these things. And I had noticed that a lot of things that maybe were labeled bad or, or new artists that were labeled difficult or whatnot necessarily weren't necessarily that. They were not working within this process that wasn't necessarily built for them. Um, and so I wanted to create a space in which these artists uh, had a chance to explore their work without the need for product, to go down every single road that their artistry wanted to go down to, to explore every avenue with no need at the end to put on a workshop for investors needing to raise $3 million. Like, I just think that that can be ridiculously hard. That pressure is, and not every piece is ready for that at certain times. Um, as well as I wanted to go, you know, I did a lot of research in the amazing residencies that are out there. There are residencies for sculptors, painters, authors, playwrights, all of these things. There's not really a residency for actors. I did, I could not find one in where no money was exchanged, meaning there was no product. Either they were getting paid or being paid to do it. So that with that exchange, I feel comes the need for product, right? At Foster's, we say, we're not going to pay you. You're not going to get paid. You're not paying us. That allows you to be completely free to do whatever you need to do in the room. We will take care of you. That's the one. And that's one of the biggest things. I love our, our partnership with Built for the Stage. We're, our health, we provide daily meditation in all of our um, residencies. Um, we provide boxes right now because we're in a virtual residency. But every, all the programming is completely free. And the health of our artists is hugely important to us through it, mental health and physical health. So um, I'm so excited coming up with Cultivating Curiosity that if you are uh, chosen as a part of that residency, you actually get a, um, a incredible month free uh, donated by Built for the Stage uh, of their programming. So I'm so, so thrilled about that and um, excited to, to be helping more artists out there. Yeah, so uh, thank you, and I'm also excited as well for sure because I just I love the mission of it, and I love that um, the the whole what you were talking about. You're not paying us; we're not paying you. It's a free space for us, literally, to just focus on the work, mm -hmm. and um, that's always a freeing and uh, just a pleasurable experience. They have until May 22nd to apply. Could you go into a little bit more about what they could expect um, if they were to be chosen to participate in Cultivating Curiosity? Yeah, we're, so this is actually our second Cultivating Curiosity and our third residency overall at Foster's. Um, so we send each participant, we call it a box of curiosities filled with these curated items that are used to stimulate your uh, curiosity from home, your creative curiosity. A lot of these are um, activities, they're objects that you have no idea. I, I know I can say one of them is a blindfold, but we don't tell you what that blindfold's for until we use it, things like that. Um, and then we do these activities. Some of them are as little as four minutes. They're not very long at all. And we discuss things that come up. Um, uh, we have major kind of philosophical discussions. Uh, in Cultivating Curiosity, we work in 
having each artist rediscover their own artistic voice and their own artistic power within their artistic voice. Um, as well as we have a playwright write a play during that week for these people. There's no, there's no need for a product at the end, but we just talk about that process. We create space for that process that everybody can take part of. Um, and we just create for a week, for three hours a day. It's, it's fun. It is exhilarating. It's scary. That's the truth. Cause we have no idea where it's going to end up. That's the, that's the whole point. We have no idea where the, we have no expectation at the end of the week, but with that expectation, with no expectation comes millions of possibilities. And that's what excites us about it as well. I love that. Um, so the last thing I want to talk about is just in the midst of the pandemic, it's been hard to for some to uh, tap into their creativity or to stay busy, right? rightfully so. Um, what, what could you just give our listeners um, as we head out here um, something that could either encourage them or give them a tip as to like, what is it about you that has allowed you to once again go back to this point of being free of just continuing to pursue creative opportunities or create them yourself? Yeah. You know, I like to say if I was, if I was given the task of creating the next epic masterpiece I would stay in my bed and I'd never get out like that I, I that, that that's not how I do it I create in really small ways and I try to be creative for four minutes a day and that could mean doodling that could mean uh, writing a song that can mean reading a play but actually with giving four minutes a day anybody can do that anybody can say for four minutes a day I'm going to do something creative. I'm going to write a poem. I'm going to, with no expectation of where it's going. I've had poems that I have written turn into ideas for new shows, not knowing that, not knowing where that's going to go. Or, or I've had a dance, a little ditty dance I've done in my living room turn into a huge number that turns on stage, but I had no idea that's where it started. And if, so if I knew that I have to create a 25 minute dance, uh, I would have anxiety and not be able to do it. But if I said, just for four minutes, dance around. Dance around in your underwear in your living room and and see what happens. That, I feel, is very obtainable um, and, and something that doesn't scare me. And so many fruitful things have come to that because of that. And it's a lot of what we explore about in Fosters. Just, just create. Just do it with no expectation of, of what's going to come from it. Oh, I'm so glad I asked that question because it directly parallels to fitness because everyone is sitting there like thinking about whatever the end goal or getting in shape or, or that thing that's a hundred miles away when you're feeling like you, I don't know, can't even do one sit up or something. But if you just start and you just do a little bit, then little by little, those little things will add up to something big. So I love that. Agreed. 100%. One, I think there's so much, so many parallels between create. I think, you know, taking care of your body in that way is being creative. Like, I think that you have to find, you know, you've, I'm sure through the pandemic, you've had to find ways to be creative of how to take care of your body. And I, I find all of that so fascinating. It's all in the world of creation to me. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. As someone that's deep into the theater and fitness space, when I'm doing fitness programming, there is a sense of that 
you're writing a play, if you will, because programming can be a lot more than just uh, throwing together the same basic movements and the same sets and reps. But how can we make this a little bit different today? How can we challenge the body in a different way and so on and so forth? So, yeah, completely agree. Yeah. All right, Jason, that's going to be it for our episode. Thanks so much for spending the time with us on Bill for the Sage podcast. Joe, it's been a pleasure. I, I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, everyone. That was Jason A. Sparks. Uh, you can go to the description in this episode. You can click the link to his website. You can click the link to Foster's. You can see all the Instagram handles in there. Give them a follow for sure. Um, also, special thanks again to our producing team, the Broadway Podcast Network. This is Joe Roscoe from Built for the Stage. If you want to try that free trial, go to builtforthestage.com. All right. Later. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.